0: Hey there, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a Lifetree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Will, and I'm joined today by my co-host and lovely wife, Jessica Jean.
1: Hi, Will. I heard that you were talking to Kelly today.
0: Yes, and can you guess what we were talking about?
1: Mm, worship?
0: How did you know?
1: Just a feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kelly's got that uh, way of butter. You just... You think of her and and worship comes to mind. And I believe that there's some encouragement and inspiration that's going to come out of this episode uh, just because of the life that she's lived and the examples and stories that she's going to share with us.
1: Yeah, I think right now a big question that I've had to go through in the last few months with the pandemic is how does worship look not being able to be in big crowds of people at church anymore. Like the weekly routine of that is not there. And worship can happen in so many other ways, but how does this translate to what we're used to? How do we keep our hearts full of praise?
0: Mm-hmm. I think the the pandemic is just one context that we find ourselves in, but there are so many ups and downs in life and that can throw us off, but we have to, to step up and learn, what does it look like to to lean in and to worship in this season if i'm feeling high if i'm feeling low does that impact the way that i worship is jesus any less worthy and I, i believe kelly has some encouragement for us on this
1: yeah i'm excited to hear what you guys talked about
0: all right well let's take a listen and we'll get back and discuss it after the interview So today, guys, I'm joined by my guest, Kelly Steeper. Hi. So Kelly, uh, you're kind of like a a staple of this community. You've been around for how long now?
2: (laughs) Oh man, Um, at least 14 years. No, yeah, actually 14, going on 14. So
0: Kelly comes with the furniture at this point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my goodness. But uh, for those of um, the people who are listening who don't know you, Let's give you a chance to to share the definitive uh, Kelly Steeper. What what do people need to know about you?
2: Okay, um, I'm Kelly Steeper. Uh, actually, I'm Kelly Guerra Steeper. Uh, I was born in Guatemala, and I get to lead worship in this community. I I moved here. When did I move here? Like thirteen years ago. So yeah, with my husband Josh. I have four kids. So I have a almost four months old right now. So he is home with dad. Um, I have three daughters and my last baby was our son, David. So we are very full at home right now and busy. Um, but it's a good full, like it's a very enriching full. We'll say that full of diapers, full of laundry, full of everything. So
0: Kelly, I love watching. I love watching your family. I love seeing the value that you demonstrate for uh, God first and and family first. I see over your life, uh, as well as this value for family, this incredible heart for worship. And I would love if you could take us on a journey this morning and help us understand how you got to be who you are today, how these things were worked out in your life.
2: Mm Hmm. Well, you know, I grew up in in a Christian home. Like that's very, I feel like that's a very cliche, little thing to say. But I I was born in Guatemala, so I was surrounded by women of faith. My mom was like the pillar in our in our household of of faith. She would take us to church, rain or shine. Pack up the kids and let's go. No matter what, um, we're gonna go worship, right? Um, but one of the things that came to mind when I was thinking about that was I was probably four years old because we moved to the United States when I was like six. So I couldn't I wasn't older than five when yeah. this happened. I remember being in my grandma's house. is my my dad's mom and we're cleaning green beans and she's singing Los ojos de los ciegos se abrirán y ellos verán los oídos de los sordos oirán. So it says yeah, yeah, I know the
3: one. you know that
2: one, right? <laughs> um the blind will see, the deaf will hear. Um, la lengua de los mudos hablará like the the tongue of the the mute will speak the lame will walk and i remember we're just you know crunching those um green beans and i said to her is that like real right like i just kind of asked her like what do you why are we singing is this real and like she didn't miss a beat and i just so clearly remember her saying be like Completamente. Dios es poderoso. Like, God is powerful. He can do anything and he still does this. Yeah. And so I was probably four or five. And I haven't had it like since that moment, it marked me. It marked me to wow. know that God is powerful and he's still moving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember all the childhood songs I used to sing. There was, uh, I've got a river of life flowing yeah. out of me, makes the lame to walk and the blind to see and, and so on. And yeah. you just sing it. But I don't think I really question, like, is this true? And for you at that age to have that, like, is this real? And, and that truth to be cemented yeah. into you, the foundational, uh, almost like a non-negotiable, like, this is true, we worship.
2: Yeah. And uh, honestly, that came because it was the fruit of seeing my mother, her devotion to Jesus in the midst of great hardship and yeah. hard situations. I think that's what did it for us kids. I have two older brothers. They're both in full-time ministry. They're amazing ministers of the gospel. They're pastors in, in Houston, Texas, or in two different kind of cities of Houston. It's huge, so. Yeah. Um, and I think we just saw this unwavering faith in Jesus um, in the midst of like hard family life. And hard situations that, that I think that's what did it for us. It cemented that, the reality of who Jesus was, no matter what your situation. It wasn't just for a happy, clean family with everything. It was, it was for messy situations and, and, and her, her faith never wavered. Yeah. Yeah. That at least that we saw, right? Yeah. Who knows think, what her closet prayer life was like?
0: <laughs> well, I think that there's something about the, the joy that people carry or, or the worship um, that exudes from people. And you see it and you know them for it, but there's almost this sense of, well, that's their personality or that's mm. um, that's just how they grew up. And I think that there's this secret battle that we have to go through, Absolutely. each one of us, where we've got to contend for joy. We've got to contend for hope and for faith and for um, holding on. Yeah, and it's like this is warfare, but worship is such a key part of that.
2: Yeah. And I think I remember my mom would, I would w- open my eyes sometimes in the middle of the night and she's laying hands over us, praying for us, speaking life, speaking blessing. And I knew it was contending. Yeah. She's warring for something that maybe she wasn't seeing in that moment um, and giving thanks. And then Sunday at our house, was always a party. Like, we were the classic, hilarious kind of, you know, Latin American home where the on Sunday morning, the music, she would wake us up like that. Yeah. Blasting music. Because it is the day of the Lord. And we would, like, dress to the nines.
0: We would rejoice go to cho- glad in it.
2: Absolutely. You could have had whatever week, whatever happened in your week. Yeah. But we're going to the house of the Lord. And yeah. we're going to look our best. We're going to sing our best. We're going to rejoice. And it wasn't like a putting on of a fake thing. It was a... we get to do this. Like, this is, this is our party. Mm -hmm. Like, this is our celebration. And so that's kind of how I grew up.
0: You, um, told me before we pressed record some of the, um, some of the things that you saw and that impacted you as you grew up. Mm. Um, Can you share a bit of that?
2: You know, I, I actually, we were praying while we were praying for this. I think God brought this to memory as I was remembering a moment that really impacted me as a teenager. Um, And as soon as I could, maybe starting at 16, I started going down to Mexico. I grew up in Texas as a translator with different churches um, for their missions trips. But what ended up happening is basically I would kind of do this whole children's ministry thing. But I remember this moment that marked me is we would walk up and down these little like barrios, like little, you know, villages kind of where poor people live, like really low income people. And walk around with the guitar. So I have a guitar strapped to me. And it's kind of like, you know, imagine in the movies, right? Like you're walking around playing a guitar and I'm singing whatever, like whatever worship song I know. And literally people were just running out of their house following us. And we would say, hey, there's a party down at such and such church. We'll be there. Come on down. And so I remember walking down. The the Pied Piper. Absolutely. That is exactly how we would do it. (laughs) And um, so we would kind of walk around, gather these people and come. And I remember having like this kind of kids worship set that I would lead in Spanish. And then I remember going into it um, and kind of like you said, we sing these kids songs and we don't really think about it going into it. And then from it, like flowing into this moment of talking about like eternity, like God wants your heart. And it's like everything that you see on this earth is going to end where are you? Like, and I'm like preaching these to like kids, and I'm, and then all of a sudden, like kids start crying, and I'm like, Do you, and I start talking about heaven, and I'm like, In heaven, there's streets made of gold. The Bible says that the streets are made of gold, and I'm looking down at kids that wore no shoes, that walked barefoot in yeah. the dirt and are muddy, and I know have probably no beds to sleep in, right? Are sleeping on a piece of cardboard or whatever, and just like, I was hit with the reality of like, this is this is i better be doing the right thing here like of kind of like the it was a very sobering moment of like preaching the gospel through kind of singing these kids songs about heaven and doing all these things and that marked me because i understood that those kids got the very first picture of like of eternity and heaven through like kind of what seemed like this happy-go-lucky kind of like worship moment and that marked me to continue to do what I do like that to continue to preach the gospel through worship yeah I don't know I I, I I there's so many moments like that that marked me in worship but I think that one was it just changed my heart towards like being serious about what a privilege it is to get to sing and to get to do worship the way that I get to do it right yeah worship isn't just singing but
0: that's the expression that it comes yes, through. Yeah. For me.
2: Uh, another story is I remember being in Nicaragua and I think actually Caleb Friesen might've been in, in, on this trip with us. Um, and I was doing a kid's worship thing, kid's ministry, but it was literally me standing by a tree while they did a medical clinic yeah. <laughs> over, um, you know, kind of over yonder. And I was standing by a tree and, and I have my guitar because that it, it, it kind of, it's the Pied Piper, right? Like, um, so we did some songs, we did some worship. And then I kind of start like talking about Jesus, right? To these kids, like, you know, he's for you. He's got a destiny for your life. He's got a plan for your life. And I can see kind of there's moms with babies with me uh, or like standing around. And this mom with a baby comes and the baby's just wailing. He had been crying the whole time, just wah, wah, crying, crying, crying. Um, And she comes and she kind of Shows me this baby, kind of, you know, brings him in front of me. He's just wearing a diaper, and the baby has a huge hernia, right, kind of next to his belly button, like a huge. It's it's like bulging out. And she's like, "Help!" And I just, I'm there with a guitar under a tree, right? Like, and I was like, "All right," (laughs) you know. And so, I turned. The very first thing that comes to mind is I tell the kids, "Hey, look, we're gonna pray for this kid." And we're going to see what God can do. Hmm. But on the inside, Kelly's like, Lord, I believe, <laughs> you know, like you, you're, coming, you're coming through, Jesus, right? Like, because yeah. there's a crowd of like, you know, 20 little kids. And so this mama is holding this baby and she's desperate. She's tired and annoyed. This baby doesn't stop crying, right? Like, and we pray. So I was like, Lord, in Jesus name, you know, like we just like command healing over this baby's body right now. All in Spanish. We were in Nicaragua. And, and I said, look to the kids. And I said, hold your baby like this. Look. Because you could see. It was a huge yeah. hernia. And that thing completely disappeared wow. before our eyes and before those little kids' eyes. And wow. to me, that's what got me. Because the Lord did it. Like, and, he, and, and they'll never forget that. Like, I'll never forget that. And the mom just starts crying. And I'm crying. And, every, and the kids are like, ah. under a tree, you know, like, and then we run and kind of tell other people, because there's, you know, we would go with medical doctors and nurses to run medical clinics here, but, you know, sometimes the doctors would be like, nope, and they would prescribe, go to prayer, because, you know, we don't, we can't do surgery here, or we can't do this or that, right? So, yeah, that's the kind of thing God can do in the midst of worship.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think when you have those moments, you're both... Encouraged, inspired for what could happen, but you also worship from then on with a place of like, "Wow, this is the God who I worship."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: For me, the first time I ever saw a miracle happen, it was like, "Whoa!" And think of Job, who said, "Like my ears have heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you." I've been a believer the whole time, but now there's an extra strength to my worship, an extra strength to my praise. Like I can't go back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, you know. I- I remember when I was growing up, I went to uh, growing up. I guess I was an older teen. I went to a school of ministry with John Paul Jackson. He's now with the Lord, but um, I remember receiving so many words, like so many prophetic words, um, you know, about worship or me leading worship, and and one that has stuck with me always, and I and I always remember it because I know that God has done it, and I've gotten you know e- emails or you know somebody after the set, after like a regular worship set at church or whatever, is I remember, and I always remind the Lord of this and be like, remember, Lord, you said this, let's do it. Like, I'm believing for this. Most every set is, I remember being like, man, he's, you know, and a lot of people have heard this, like he sets hearts free. Like he can, he can free the oppressed and the depressed, like as, as we worship, like, and to me, at least in kind of our North American kind of cozy bubble you know we think it's all perfect and great but people are struggling whether it might not be that they're living you know in a hut with nothing or like I don't know kind of like those places I've been doing missions but there's so many other like issues that people deal with that maybe aren't as like obvious on the outside and I and I'm just such a believer especially in this season that through worship, God can can take away depression. God can, you know, deal with your anxiety. God can, you know, move in your situation in your marriage, like whatever those things are. Like I, those miracles are happening. Yeah, you know, and and we want to see more of that. Like,
0: yeah. I remember um, for me, there was two times are jumping into my mind. One of when I went through a really difficult time. And I had a lot of disillusionment, discouragement. And someone gave me the encouragement, you need to keep this up. You need to keep coming. You need to praise as you've always mm. praised. And you're going to get through this. And you need to to just keep going, uh, almost keep going through the motions. Yeah. And for me at that time, I said, um, no, that doesn't feel authentic. Like that doesn't right. feel real. That doesn't right. That doesn't feel like it's me and I actually walked, uh, I didn't walk away from the church, but I went through a year and a half of just bleakness, hopelessness. I was a a wet rag and I lost my, my fire, my passion. And I just wish I had taken that advice. Mm. then I fast track a few years later where I'd learned this lesson now. And, I'm in a similar situation. Mm. There's a, a potential for discouragement and disillusionment to set in. And I remember this lesson that I'd learned and I actually decided I'm going to go to war and I'm, yeah. I'm in my room and I don't feel like it. And actually, I closed the blinds first of all. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. and, and I put on some worship music and I, I danced
2: come on. And
0: I was like I feel like an idiot right now. I feel so stupid. <laughs> so Excuse no me. Like oh my goodness, but it lifted. Absolutely. And it was just this moment like wow this actually this is real. Like something happens yeah. in worship.
2: Absolutely. There's there is something when when you kind of can like move past kind of like, even though you close the blinds, cause I do that too, right? Like, I'm like, somebody's going to think I'm weird. Cause you know, when you move past even your own inhibitions, like, yeah. and, and you know, whether it's like you lift your hand or whether it's just like physically saying, I, I often say this, I say this a lot. Um, Lately, is I have to say it loud enough for it to come out of my mouth and into my ear, so my brain can hear it, and then it goes into my heart. Yeah. So if I need to say like, "I praise you, Lord, because you are good," and perhaps my my season isn't, yeah, feeling that way, my he- my my ear is hearing it, right? <laughs> like faith comes by hearing. So <laughs> I do that a lot these days, and be like, "God, you are good. God, I thank you." You know, like just kind of moving beyond. What you can see, feel, touch, mm-hmm. but beyond your circumstance. Yeah, right. We praise God no matter what the circumstance. We praise Him beyond the circumstance, and it and it shifts things in our heart and our mind. And
0: mm-hmm. I love that because it's not just about being uh, disciplined and miserable all the way through. Like you actually do get transformed in the yes. process. There's there's Someone like the Apostle Paul who says, "I've learned the secret. Like I can be content in every season." and uh, seeing them worship in prison or you know, mm-hmm. shipwrecks, all these things. And I get bummed out because X, Y, Z, you know, the stupidest thing. And right. it, it throws me and I just think like, man, I need to get back into uh, and worship.
2: And as believers, like for the believer, I love that the apostle Paul said, I have learned. So it's something that we learn. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, so it might take practice to like to kind of get to that place where you can say, for the next time, like you said, you had learned that lesson. The and hard the ne- way, <laughs> yeah. And the next time that comes, yeah, then you know, right? Like you know, you know, you know what? I'm not going to allow myself to stay in this place, or I'm, you know, I'm going to call a friend, <laughs> whatever it yeah. is that you need to do, right? A friend that will lead you to Jesus and lead you to worship, and 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 to kind of fix your eyes. I think for me, the biggest thing is is that through worship and and when i right now I'm talking about worship as like physical singing, the act of like worshiping God through that for me, it aligns my my thoughts and my 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 heart to what's really important, right so it it's like a shifting that happens when when I sing when I physically sing out loud, it aligns my heart mm-hmm so that, yeah, I feel like the Apostle Paul and Silas had something going on there in prison. Something going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
0: Um, so when you're a kid, you grew up with this value for worship. Um, it became ingrained in you. It became this foundation, uh, and you wanted to be a worshiper.
2: Mm-hmm. That Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think— you know, growing up, I kind of let, as soon as I learned to play guitar, I was leading worship wherever I could. You know, I had four chords in me and those were like, those were it, but I was leading worship everywhere and, and there was no better, for me, and, and still there's like, there's no better place to be. Um, I, I, as we were praying earlier today, I was thinking about, you know, Psalm 73 is like, I I call it the story of my life. Um. <laughs> And there's just a verse in it that says, but as for me, like it is good to be near God. It talks about, like, when I came into his presence, like, then I understood. It was like my eyes were open. Um, And then it says, um, I'm going to read it for us so I don't.
0: So you don't commit heresy. So I don't. Yeah,
2: I know. But my my you know what this is why I like paper Bible rather than phone Bible because it literally is being super weird Um, but anyways it just says like when I entered his sanctuary yeah I knew and then it says but as for me it is good to be near God and I feel like that's been the cry of my heart is the minute um, the whole psalm from the beginning says, like, surely I had nearly slipped. Like when I looked at the way of the wicked, like when I was focusing somewhere else, like I almost let go. Like, so when Kelly starts to focus on her own accomplishment or when Kelly starts to say, oh, um, motherhood needs to look exactly this way or comparison with other people or my worship should be X, Y, Z because... I should compare myself to this person or that person. Like when my eyes deviate from the sanctuary of God, like yeah. from who he is, from who he's called me to be, um, it's not good.
0: Yeah. I love, <laughs> uh, I think one of the translations says, yeah. um, so it starts off with him thinking about a problem. And, yes. And he culminates in this this statement like, When I thought about it all, it gave me a splitting headache.
2: Yes. Yes. Another says I was a brute beast before you. That's another I think that must be like the King James or something.
0: (laughs) But you brute beast, you Yeah, like
2: it gave me a splitting headache. And it's like too
0: much for me to comprehend. It was it was frustrating. It was I was at the end of my rope. And then
2: Yeah. And then I entered. And I understood it was like the veil was lifted, you know, scales fell off your eyes, whatever word picture you want to use. So yeah. So as soon as I found out that I can be in communion with God through worship, that's the place I want to be. And that's the place that I desire to be. It's not perfect. It's not easy. And you contend for it. I contend for it now in my family. You know, kind of like what you were talking about. As I, I grew up surrounded by these amazing people of faith. Not at all without troubles. Not at all perfect, yeah. happy, clean family. Like messy, you know, but faithful to the Lord. Um, and I think that we just discovered, and and I say we because my family is all serving the Lord and following Jesus, and we I think we discovered the goodness of God in his presence, like in his sanctuary. I remember, I remember like praying on our knees in our house and feeling like the tangible presence of God, you know, like not being to, not being able to peel ourselves off of the floor. Mm. And once you experience God's glory in that way, it's hard to, to be satisfied with anything else like it's hard and 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 you can if you allow your heart to wander and if you allow yourself to like completely forget where god has brought you from right like if you don't talk about it the bible says like tell your children about what god yeah. has done like when you're walking around tell him tell them about the time i took you out of egypt like tell them about that time your mom drove around and i revealed to her in a dream like yeah. tell them about that time that um you know, you saw that kid being healed in Nicaragua under a tree, you know, tell him about those things. And, and I think now, you know, as a mom of four, um, the weight of that is like on me in a good way. Like, it's not like this, like heavy, but, but kind of the, the the seriousness of like, man, I want to be that woman of faith. Like I want to be you know, the woman who believes in miracles and who's seeing them happen in our everyday life with my children. And yeah. um, I want them to remember a mom who spoke in tongues in the middle of the night. I want to be that person. And and kind of that's the season I'm in right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love um, just coming full circle from the way you were raised and now passing on this inheritance, this mm-hmm. legacy of faith and this legacy of of worship. What does that look like with your your kids?
2: <laughs> um yeah, we sing a lot. Like we sing, like we'll blast music in our living room. We sing a lot. But a lot of it for me honestly looks like praying with my kids. Um I just last night, we were we were sitting there and I said, "Okay, and I'll just like call on them to pray cuz I'm I'm trying to be very intentional for them to learn to pray. Um, And so I said, okay, you know, to my daughter, I said, okay, you go, just start saying things you're thankful for. And one of them was like, I don't know what to pray. And I was like, okay, what Bible verse do you know? Genesis 1-1. Okay, what does it say? Uh, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-1, right? And I'm like, okay, God is creator. God, thank you that you're the creator. What did he make? Stars. Okay, God, thank you that you made the stars. Yeah. You know? Honestly, that is what worship looks like to us. And um, my other daughter actually was praying and she was like, she said something and it kind of struck me. She's like, God, we're going to, we're going to be good. We're going to, we're going to try and we're not, we're just not going to sin. We're not going to, we're going to be good. And I realized she's kind of like a bit striving, right? Like, and I, and I let her pray, like I let her finish because it was just her trying to learn, right? She's just getting it out. And then I said to her, do you know What is really cool about Christianity and what sets us apart from any religion is that the Bible says that Christ died while we were still sinners. So just look at me and I said, it says that you, when you messed up, you know those times that you're like attitude or don't listen or whatever, when you mess up, Jesus saw those parts of us. He saw when I get mad or when I yell or when I, you know, whatever, he saw that. And then he chose to die. That's when he chose in the middle of our sin. And we just had this moment and I can see their eyes kind of getting watery. One of them, like the older one. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus, thank you. Like, it's like they're being saved. Uh Like they're working out their salvation. Right. And I'm just like, he did it in the middle of our sin, girls. We don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. He he came and died for for us in this very messy room that I've asked to be cleaned up a bunch of times but hasn't been done. And that's what it looks like for, for us.
0: And yet you still love your daughters.
2: <laughs> and yet in the midst of that, I still love them. And, and th- so that's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like making it very real and practical. And it looks like me when I mess up apologizing To them and saying, "Man, I'm sorry. I yelled at you. I totally overreacted." And I think that's the gospel being being lived out in our household right now.
0: I love that you're getting them to to pray out too. Because I remember, I think it was probably 21 by the time I finally felt comfortable praying in front of people.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Say hey, like go for it. Let's
2: practice it. Well, I because I'm just so aware, like. I've been saying this faith comes by hearing and I need to say it loud enough for my ears to hear it. And then you build up faith. We talk about the Lord with my kids so much these days. Um, They'll ask me like some crazy question, you know, and, and we just kind of find ways to always bring it back to the Lord, to him being creator, to him being the one who gives us joy and who provides for us at the table. Like whatever, whatever moment it is, we, we have a choice to make in a moment of worship or not. Right now, what worship looks like is it looks like doing it in every season, in every moment of my life. So I love the message where it says, you're every everyday walking around life, um, Romans 12, one, right? I urge you, dear brothers, in view of God's mercy, to like give yourself as a living sacrifice. And I think the message kind of puts it, just like your everyday, just walking around life, let it be that. Um, and that's what it is for me right now. Honestly, worship is making every area of your life dependent on Jesus for me, because I would be lost. We'd be lost. Yeah. If if I don't if I don't say to him, God, thank you, thank you that you're providing for me today. You know, so many. Ugh, There's so much.
0: I love that. <laughs> I, I really wanted to interview you around the theme of worship because this isn't uh this is your identity this isn't an activity it's not a a vocation it's not a this is who you are you were created to worship and I think just to have that that example and that encouragement like okay do it
2: yeah and I and I think the beautiful thing is that we were all created to worship.
0: Yeah. Not just Kelly?
2: No. <laughs> Not just Kelly.
0: But what if I don't like singing? What if I don't like the sound of my voice?
2: <laughs> right? So many people say that. You were created to worship, Will. <laughs> you were. And, 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 you know, I had kind of this neat opportunity where I had that spoken over me my whole life. You were created to worship. You were created to worship. To this day, I get off the phone with my mom. She says, you're a champion. You were created to worship. Preach mm-hmm. the gospel. And I may be cleaning a toilet somewhere. And that's, what I, and that's my identity. And that's who I am. And so as a believer, as a child of God, you were created to worship. As a child of God, you were called to be in communion with Jesus. And so if your worship looks like being the best lawyer out there or it looks like being um you know the best house cleaner out there, mm-hmm. let what you do point people to Jesus. The re- the reason we get together and sing is for community, right? Like we build community. The reason we want to build community is because you'll have relationship and most of all we want you to to find relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so the end of, of my song, I mean, I remember putting, talking with our worship team once and saying, the way I put a set, is it, it's a preach for me. It's my preach. You know, your five songs or four songs, whatever, it's, it's my preach. That's the way I put it together. Yeah. Because if it doesn't point, if people leave and they're not thinking, I need to get my life right with God or I need to get closer to Jesus or I want a deeper relationship, then I, I kind of didn't do my job. And so whatever it is that you're doing, let it point people to Jesus.
0: Yeah. I was hoping that you could do one more thing for us before we wrap up this okay. episode. I haven't asked you because I wanted to throw you in front of the bus. That
2: sounds good. We'll see. And
0: it says, be ready in and out of season. Mm. I was hoping that you could sing a prophetic song over our listeners
2: interesting
0: <laughs> we're talking about the the power of right. song and the power of hearing truth and I, I really mm. believe that just with the the faith that's stirring within you just us opening up our hearts there's going to be a release of mm-hmm. grace right now
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that something that you could do for us
2: <laughs> absolutely I'm like absolutely oh man what key are we in <laughs> what key have we been speaking in <laughs> yeah.
0: So just whatever's on your heart, release that through a song. And for those who are listening, just kind of switch gears for a second. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this as you're busy doing a chore, actually just take a second, maybe sit down or close your eyes. And just Holy Spirit, what are you going to give me through this declaration of truth?
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've called you my own, and you were created, you were created to worship, I've called you into my house, where you belong, cause you were created to worship. So no more holding back, and no more standing low, no more hiding away. You'll now sing your song, because you were created, and you were anointed. So come on and worship. Come on and show yourself. Cause I've given you a song. You have more to give. So take everything you are and make it your song. Cause you were created. You were created. You were created to
2: worship me. You know, as I was singing that, I had this picture of um, people entering into God's presence. Kind of like the veil being open and being torn. Um, so if anybody out there just feels like, how is my life like a living sacrifice or a worship? Just begin to declare that over your life and to no longer hide away. Because I think it's very clear, we all know that worship isn't just singing. It's your life. And you were created to do it. And so let it be that. Let it be your song, right? Let it be what you do your song. And I think there's a key and there's a verse that says, do everything that you do without grumbling. And boy, is that easier said than done. But I feel like that's a call for us in this season as believers in kind of the season that our world is in. Yeah. That we would do everything we're, we're doing as, as a song, mm-hmm. as an offering of worship to Jesus.
0: Yeah. The verse that says, do all things without uh, grumbling or complaining, mm-hmm. that you may be blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation right. among whom you shine Come as lights on. in the world. Come
2: on.
3: That's Holding exactly fast it. the
0: word of truth. So thank you, Kelly. Thank you for that encouragement, that that charge. And if you need some more encouragement, just rewind this audio (laughs) 30 seconds and just hit it all over again. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Kelly.
1: Wow, that was a beautiful song. And (laughs) you threw her under the bus there.
0: I knew that she could handle it.
1: I just love... Just the heart behind what Kelly was saying about worship, and even in the song that she's sang, I felt like she was releasing boldness to us in how we worship. Um, yeah, it
0: was beautiful. Yeah, just this idea of of we're we're created to worship, and I love the example she gave through her family life. It it was it's cool to hear just alluded to even the the struggles they went through. They learned to worship even when it hurt. And that's an example for me that I want to follow. I don't just want to see the Kellys of the world shining. I want to actually step up and grow so that I can be the one who releases a, a word of praise and worship at, at a given notice. Um, and, and for her to, to share about that as a family.
1: Totally. Yeah, I love that um, just her experiencing worship as a family from a young age that she's able to experience that and bring that to her kids today too, and, and bring that into her family, that she's leaving that legacy. And I wish that I had that growing up. I mean, I grew up in a Christian family, but worship wasn't a thing we did at home regularly. And I didn't fully understand why we worshiped. And I remember that my dad, every once in a while, would say, hey, let's worship as a family. And he was all excited. (laughs) And I was like, no.
0: That is way lame, dad. That is
1: so, like, I thought it was just awkward and lame. And, like, everything in me resisted it. I did not want to do that. And I think my sister was probably the same. And, yeah, I think that's because I didn't fully understand why we worship. And I love that... Kelly kind of unpacks that like why we worship is because it brings our thoughts and our heart a lot in an alignment with what's important. And I love that even just bringing the scripture to it, like faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you speak something out loud, you can't continue to think about whatever you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. Like if you're thinking about, something super sad or whatever it is and you think about it, and you say something out loud your, your thoughts are different mm-hmm. like it aligns your thoughts to what you're saying
0: totally totally i i think that, that we're starting to understand uh, just this picture of of why we should worship it's not just a ritual or tradition that we go through, and often these meaningful and powerful actions in our faith, prayer, reading the word, uh, community, worship, that we don't really understand, and so we don't have the same buy-in, but we need to learn how to ingrain and incorporate these things, and then uh, walk them out in our everyday lives, normalize worship. And you and I, that's what we're working through as a, a newly married couple. mm mm-hmm yeah I'm thinking of of this week where you asked me uh can we worship together and I thought that you'd you'd get me to just put on a playlist but you asked me play piano, <laughs> and I was just thinking, man this is awkward i'm I'm shy or i'm 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 not confident in my piano playing, but we worked through that, and we only played a song or two, but it was so meaningful and and it's still awkward, but we're learning and 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 for different families they're at different places in their journey it it might be that they have a full on worship set every friday night and they go for 5 hours until the sun rises uh, maybe you're just starting and you're figuring out like we we know this is a value and we want to make this work and the first step for you might be even playing some worship while you're doing the dishes
1: mhm yeah i'm super curious life tree family what you guys do to worship? What are some of the little ways, or the big ways, or the ways that have really impacted you in your life? Um, just how you worship.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and what are your goals for this year? What What are you gonna try out? And and look at it as an experiment. It's It's going to be awkward. It's gonna be uncomfortable. It's uh, probably gonna frustrate your children. But as you process together, like this is what we want to go after. How can we make this real? Uh, first of all, in our individual lives and then build a culture around us where, where worship is normal. Worship is who we are because we are created to worship.
1: Mm-hmm. And our God is so good. He deserves worship and we need to give him more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a pretty swell guy and uh, yeah, worthy of our praise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to pray over our family, Life Tree family. Hmm. Yeah, God, I just thank you that we were created to worship. That is who you made us to be. And I thank you that we're all such unique people and that, um, just the way that we express worship is unique to who we are. And yeah, so I just thank you, God, for just, um, an outpouring of boldness within each of our hearts, Lord. Um, that maybe we need to step out of our comfort zones or maybe we've been thinking about it, but kind of scared. But I thank you, Lord, that just like in Kelly's um, worship that she was singing to us just now that you're pulling us and holding our hands. And um, yeah, I thank you just for creating um, just the boldness inside of our hearts that we can come to you with worship out of joy. And thank you that we understand that it is such an important part of our lives and it aligns our hearts with who you say we are. So yeah, God, I just thank you and I bless our listeners.
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us today on Everyday Impact. We're praying for you and we encourage you. Uh, go out this week and, and experiment. Try something new. Uh, Find a friend and ask them some tips on how to develop as a worshiper. Um, If you guys are interested in finding out more about Lifetree Church, or if you're connecting for the first time, you can find us on lifetree.ca. We're excited to journey with you in this pursuit of becoming more like Jesus and seeing his kingdom come through our lives. Bless you guys. Have a great week.